The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. The best part of your week starts right now. You are inside the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm the host of the show, and with me as always, my co-host T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, how you doing? How you living? How was your week? Well, you know, this week kicked off with more terrible news, so it's Still, being black in America is trash, but you know what? We're still here, so I'm doing all right. Absolutely, absolutely, totally agree. We'll get into uh, some of the news uh, later on in the podcast. Got some fun stuff uh, as well. Idris, another week, brother. How you doing? What's going on with you, man? How you feeling? What's up, Nook? What's up, Chief Patty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And uh, I got to tell y'all, like, uh, I had a scare this week. Um, you know, one of my coworkers um, thinks he uh, might have COVID and he's going to get the test. So we're waiting to see what's going to come back. Now, I've been meeting virtually, but I'm still worried that I might catch COVID virtually. I wonder if you can like pass it on, um, you know, via computer, like a computer virus. So I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. We talked about these computer viruses uh, earlier. Zoom did go out again uh, just this past week. But uh, I don't think any uh, viruses can be uh, transmitted by humans or machines uh, to humans. Uh, T. Petty, do you concur on that? I mean, it's 2020. Anything can happen. Anything at all. Nothing is off limits in this terrible ass year. Nothing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Totally agree. All right. So listen, um, we're going to kick it off with some fun news. We're going to play a mini game of Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, T. Petty, you're going to go first. And with this one, I'm just going to give you all one word on the story. I'm not going to give you two words. I'm just going to give you one word. You pick between the two, and then we'll go ahead and uh, take next steps. So, T. Petty, you're up. The choices are fast or fast or I feel like that second one is a way you're trying to sneak in an animal story on me. So I'm going to go with fast. Fast. Okay. Gold medal winning sprinter Usain Bolt revealed this week <laughs> that he tested positive for the coronavirus. Not funny, but what is funny <laughs> is that NBC put a story up online about Usain Bolt testing positive for the coronavirus. You know whose picture was in the story? Kevin Hart. So your thoughts <laughs> on the fastest man what? in the world being replaced <laughs> with a picture of one of the shortest men in the world. And the credence that do all black people look alike or yes or no? What's what's up with NBC on that? You know good and well, somebody in NBC needs to lose their job over this egregious error. I mean, it's not even an error at this point. It's just racism. You just going to pull out a picture of any dark-skinned black man and stick it on an article and just don't care. It happens over and over again. It is not a mistake. So, Kevin Hart. (laughs) 
like y'all said, they were off by about two feet. Like, that's just ridiculous. And whoever's responsible, not only for picking the picture, whatever editors and fact-checking it went through, and whoever published it, put it online, whatever, everybody needs to lose their job. That's just ridiculous. Mm, mm, mm. Totally, totally unacceptable. That is crazy. Uh, Idris, your thoughts on the picture of Kevin Hart appearing on the story about Usain Bolt? All right. I think y'all both got this wrong. I think uh, what this is is a new Kevin Hart movie. He's going to be playing Usain Bolt in his next upcoming movie. And uh, so I think it's a publicity stunt. (laughs) And it is just like ridiculous to kind of mix those two up. And the only way that I could think about it is like Kevin Hart is promoting his new movie. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you going to be playing Usain Bolt as a toddler? That man is about three feet tall. <laughs> I just want to say, remember it was uh, another story before, like they mistook Samuel L. Jackson and um, was it Lawrence Fishburne? It was somebody about the Capital One commercial and um, they just totally like had the wrong picture in the story and it happens again and again and again. I don't really see it. You know, one, one, of, one of the most egregious ones was they kept mixing up Elijah Cummins and John R. Lewis. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about every single time they mixed up those two brothers. And when when, uh, Herman Cain died, just to show that there is no partisanship, at least it it relates to this, when Herman Cain died, they mixed him up with with Benjamin Carson Mm -hmm. and with Clarence Thomas. Like, come on. Come on. We need to come up with something called MIPS, M-I-P-S, MIPS, the Melanin Identification Picture System, so that some of these (laughs) stupid sons of bitches can get these pictures correct. We're going to move on. Adris, you're up. You have the choice between bzzz and fly, F-L-Y. All right, I'm going to go with the bzzz. Sounds like Killer Bees and Wu-Tang Clan. Okay, okay. Bzzz. Engineers have about 75 million bioengineered mosquitoes that they say that they may release in Florida to fight infections. And essentially, these mosquitoes are like birth control so that there won't be additional replications of mosquitoes. Your thoughts on bioengineered mosquitoes coming to Florida? What could go wrong? Okay. I, seven million things can go wrong lease, releasing these bioengineered birth control mosquitoes. So I guess the birth control mosquitoes is so they don't replicate out in the wild, that they kind of keep the population to 75 million. But you don't know what's going to happen with those mosquitoes. Like if you remember back here not too long ago, it was the mosquitoes that was carrying Zika virus, Right. And the Zika virus would, like, cause all kind of birth defects and all kind of other things. Like, these mosquitoes have been bioengineered. We have no idea, like, what they're going to do in a natural environment. And then you're putting them in Florida. And I hate for this, like, a mosquito to bite a Florida man. And that mix. So the, the engineered mosquito blood, you know, mixed in with the Florida man blood. That's just going to be bad all around. Unbelievable. That's a terrible, terrible uh, disaster waiting to happen. T-Petty, bioengineered mosquitoes could possibly be released in Florida. To that you say what? Yet another reason that we need to soft Florida off 
like Bugs Bunny advised us so many years ago <laughs> and go about our black ass African-American business. First of all, bioengineering anything is a bad idea. None of this is going to end well. Those mosquitoes are going to team up with something else and become like a bionic flying alligator or something that I don't want no parts of. This is a terror. How many? 75 million? 75 million. Up to 75 million could be released into the atmosphere, into nature in Florida. Can they impregnate the regular mosquitoes and then we end up with like a super super mosquito that carries zika lyme disease bubonic plague and something else mixed together like just no all the way around we got enough stuff to deal with without building mosquitoes what is the reason just no no Mm, mm, mm. I'm with you. I'm with you. So we're going to see uh, what happens on that. We'll definitely be tracking that. And shout out to our listener, Rosie in Louisiana, who uh, brought that to our attention. That's definitely something we got to keep on our radar. Okay, T-Petty, you are up. You have the choice between fly and bite. B-Y-T-E. Well, you know, I'm in the tech world, so I'll go with bite. Bite. B-Y-T-E. The world's leading computer manufacturers, which includes Lenovo, HP, and Dell, have told schools nationwide that they about 5 million laptops short as schools begin to come back this fall. How's these kids going to learn if it ain't no... That's a lot of laptops, 5 million laptops. How are these kids going to learn? Okay. Nobody could have foreseen this six months ago when school shut down. This is what I'm talking about. Nobody thinks in advance. And as a planner, this drives me crazy. This could have been mitigated months and months and months ago. They could have said, hey, y'all, production is not going to be at the levels that we need. Let's assume the schools aren't going to go back in the fall. So what can we do to get this cracking? Did anybody do this? No. So they wait until after school has started to say this. This is going to do nothing but exacerbate the gap between well-to-do students or even middle-class students and students in lower income brackets who are already have this gap, right? So do you think people whose parents are making six figures or who are doing all right are going to not be able to go out and get their kids a laptop? No. This burden is going to fall on those who are already um, not, don't have the technological things that they need so their kids can continue to learn. I hate this country. Mm-hmm. All right, Drees. I know that your mind is spinning. You're probably trying to set you up an online store for these computers, but they say they're coming up 5 million laptop shorts for these kids. What do you think about that? Look, I got the hookup. I got the hook of it. Anybody need a, need a laptop or a computer, you know, hit up the digital gumbo. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. But five million, that's a lot of computers. And, you know, when you think about this, it's like the, the in order to go to school right now to learn, to get the basics, right, you got to have the best technology that's out there. That's already just crazy thinking about that, right? Even to get the basic education, you got to have the top of the line technology in order to be able to access that. And, and this is something like T-Petty, we've been harping on this for like years and re- years about the tech, 
technology divide. And this is just exacerbating it. And it's a, a perfect example of it. And, um, you know, I, I think in order to solve this, I think we need to be not only thinking about um, how we help schools, um, you know, use technology and to make education available, but we should be pushing on tech companies to say, hey, it's essential that you guys provide this technology to communities. It's not like a nice to have or something that, you know, we wish we have. It's essential. You got to have it. Absolutely. Look, this is a technology thing. It's a technology solution. They need to come out with some vouchers, get Amazon involved, and just go with the vouchers to Best Buy and get all the damn... Best Buy ain't selling shit. Ain't nobody going to the stores right now. Get these kids these laptops. In addition to that, they're talking about 5 million kids don't have internet access. So they need to come up with a one-two punch, get these kids these laptops, get the babies that don't have no internet uh, internet access, some uh, internet access as well. But like y'all said, totally, totally unacceptable. Okay, Drees, I think you're up. You got a choice between fly and bite, B-I-T-E. All right, I'm going to go with the um, um, fly. Fly, fly. F-L-Y, yep. going with fly. Okay, so there is a department uh, in the state of Michigan called the Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. They have begun to fly drones on the shoreline of Lake Michigan to see the erosion pattern. They were flying a drone one day, and that E-G-L-E, Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy, is an acronym for EAGLE. They was flying one of the drones when a real bald eagle came, swooped down, and knocked the drone out of the sky, and the drone went flying into Lake Michigan. So your thoughts on eagle, the environment, Great Lakes energy, versus a real eagle, a bald eagle, E-A-G-L-E. That's what I'm talking about. Like, Ball Eagle representing. It's like, y'all can't take this spot over. I'm the original. Y'all just like replicators. Y'all can't do it like me. I'm swooping out the sky and knocking you down. So I'm so glad. This is one of my favorite animal stories. This is animal versus technology. And if you think about it, you know how many millions of years it's taken an eagle to evolve, to learn how to fly and navigate in in the sky you know how long we've been at technology you know how long that's been that's like nothing so like an eagle gonna win every single time <laughs> t petty in my joe clark voice the eagle has landed the eagle has landed <laughs> when you think about your michigan native the drone got knocked out of the sky i am and fell into lake michigan as a result of a real eagle that just lets y'all know that those of us from Michigan don't like fake shit. Get that out of here by any means necessary. Uh, animals, people, we are with it. So don't come near us with none of that fake shit. We not having it. I wonder how much money they lost when that eagle attacked the drone and knocked it out of the sky. I hope a lot. They said uh, this was a smaller drone, so they said uh, this one was only about $950. Like, it's not like a military-grade drone that could shoot lasers and shit and rockets out of the sky, but a drone is a drone. That's 950 bucks gone. Exactly. I mean, that, let that be a warning to all you other people 
people that want to fly up in Michigan airspace with a drone. We're not having it. Get it out of here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. T. Petty, you're up. You have the choice now between bite, B-I-T-E, and push. Did you say kush or push? Push. I'm sorry. P-U-S-H. Push. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a... Okay, I'm I'm gonna let that one go. Okay, I'm gonna go with bite, even though I feel like I'm gonna regret it later. Bite, B-I-T-E. Okay, a lady in Wisconsin had a son. He was having behavioral issues, mm. and so it was brought to her attention that maybe if she got the her son a specialized dog, that it would help him with his behavioral issues. Like she was saying that um, the child, like there's holes in her. Um, and her drywall because the child would get frustrated and um, you know uh, use his head as a battering ram to um, put holes in the drywall. Mm-hmm. So they had a fundraiser for a dog that cost about $20,000. So they had like baked good sales and auctions and those things. Even some sports teams had donated some items. They got the $20,000 together, gave it to this organization and they were supposed to come with the special behavioral dog. The company never gave the lady, the dog, the $20,000 is gone. Your thoughts about this big time fraud as far as this dog is concerned, that's supposed to help people when they put in all the work and now the money is gone and the dog has not been delivered. That is despicable. So I did read this story and you know how I feel about anybody that's trying to hook a sham somebody. Like that dishonesty it just cooks my grits and sticks it to sticks it to the pot every time. So to know that this woman is trying to raise money to help her son, and I understand that therapy dogs are very helpful for um, children and adults who are on the spectrum. So know this woman's backstory. Know that she is not a woman of means. Have her go to all the trouble. And, you know, swallow her pride to go to her neighbors and whoever to raise 20 G's. And you just take that money, take your website offline, disconnect your phone and keep it pushing. I hope they find those people and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. And that company was based in the VA, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? That is correct. Based in Virginia. Yes, ma'am. Disgusting. Unbelievable. Dries, what kind of special level of hell? Do these people that were supposed to deliver the dogs that didn't deliver the dog, what kind of special level of hell do they belong to? And what kind of ass whooping uh, do they deserve? Because they have not delivered on what they was uh, supposed to and got this money and the money is missing. Man, if they ever catch up with them people, you know what they need to get? They need to get 20,000 lashes. One for every dollar that they took. That is just despicable. How are you going to just like, you know, prey on this family and, and still $20,000, not only from that family, that opportunity to get a service animal, but you're going to steal from that entire community. Now that entire support system, you just rob it and you, and you go about your business. So they need to find them. This is like a huge fraud and it shouldn't stand. Mm-hmm. They need to find a police dog from one of them communities. And when they find the people, just let that dog just attack them for about 30 seconds. And then they're going to come up with the dog, man. That's uh, absolutely un- just positively uh, unacceptable. Okay, Drees, you're up. We're going to go now. You have a choice between push, P-U-S-H, and butt, B-U-T-T. 
right, I gotta go. Man, this is a hard one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with but B U T T. But B U T T. The city of Philadelphia has canceled its annual naked bike ride this year because of COVID 19. They usually have thousands of people that come. It's a body positivity event, but they said, no, no, not this year because of COVID-19. You remember Philadelphia, they grimy out there. They was uh, hosing out and cleaning out the dumpsters and using them as swimming pools uh, because it got so hot because the public pools is closed, but they have also canceled the naked bike ride. One, would you participate in the naked bike ride under normal circumstances? And two, what do you think about the cancellation? So they riding bikes naked. Naked. All right. So, all right. I get why they would cancel this, but they didn't cancel this because of COVID. Even though that's like nasty and you probably spreading all kinds of germs on just like riding bare, bareback on a, um, on a bike seat. They probably ran out of like, you know, some ointment that, you know, you get like them saddle sores from riding a bike. I, I can't imagine riding that. A bike naked, how that would hurt. That would just not be good. And it's so many things that can go wrong. What if you fall down and you scrape yourself on the pavement? That's you know, it's it's bad enough when you got pants on and everything. Now, do they do they wear actually uh, protective gear like helmets and and other stuff, or is just like you got to be completely naked with nothing on? Uh, I wouldn't have to have a helmet on at least. The picture that was in the story, they did have a helmet on their heads, but um, all right, now that just make me mad. Now, if you say it's a naked bike ride, you need to be all the way naked. Safety. Now, I don't, I don't need you to make the choice that all right, it's a naked bike ride, but I'm gonna put something on my head, but not put something on your ass. That just make me mad. Mm-hmm. T. Petty, they said no riding dirty for the annual naked bike ride this year. Your thoughts? It should be no riding dirty, period. Can you imagine the discharge that's left oh. on these bike seats? I don't even understand how Just all man, sweaty and like... a man would even ride naked. How does that... I don't even want to know. Or women. All of it is nasty. It needs to be canceled, period. I'm all for body positivity, rah, rah, rah. You can do that with some drawers on. Why you got to be booty butt naked to do that? That's nasty. Mm, mm, mm. Ugh. And whose bikes are they using? They might be using their own bikes, but God forbid if they get some of them um, rental bikes and then no. they don't clean that bike and do the next one that's on it. <laughs> this bike stank. I wonder why. <laughs> Chief Petty, you are up. You have a choice between push and beach. B-E-A-C-H. Push or beach? Um, well, I wish I was at a beach right now, so I'm going to go with beach. Beach. Okay. The Miami Dolphins and Hard Rock Stadium have announced Lord. that they will allow fans in the stands for both Miami Dolphins games and University of Miami Hurricanes games. Up to 13, 15, maybe 20,000 people at a football game in Florida. What could possibly go wrong? First of all, how dare you deceive me by what does that have to do with beach? Miami Beach. We'll deal with that later. Uh, again, Florida saw it off. They are the dirty navel of America. Like, 
they can't do anything right. That don't even make no sense. So Rona Central will be raging again in Florida in T minus however many days or weeks until they implement this stupid idea. Three weeks. Three weeks. Well, there you go. So school. let's see. In six weeks, those numbers will be spiking yet again. Mm-hmm. Adrice, Miami, they said they're going to let the uh, people in. And what happens is sometimes there are football games on Saturday for college and pro games on Sunday. It ain't no way possible that you can clean all them seats and all them rows and all them facilities overnight. It would take an army of people to do that. So your thoughts on uh, fans being allowed into the high rock down in Miami. All right. So I I can kind of get what, what they're saying a little bit, right? Like they're going to let 20,000 people in. I think that's a bad idea. I just want to say that out front, but I kind of, get their rationale, right? Like if the stadium holds like 40,000 or 60,000, whatever number, you're going to let 20,000 in and then they can kind of social distance and be a part. And they're probably doing it in some like European, you know, countries and other foreign countries because they have sports that have come back and they have fans that are actually in the stands and they kind of social distance. So I get that, but we have not arrived at a point where like COVID is under control where you can do something like that. So bringing 20,000 people together is just a bad idea. I just heard a story that uh, about how 200 people came to a conference and they wound up infecting 20,000 people. They just did uh, the study on that. And the other thing that I worry about is just like, this is just like bad marketing too. Because you know they're not going to want to like show empty seats. So they're probably going to try to fill it with something. And we've just seen like how they try to fill the seats. In other places, you know, they put in mannequins, sex dolls, all kind of stuff in between. So my thing is, what is going to be in between them people that are going to put in the seats? Mm-hmm. Miami, Florida, and the Rona is, does not look to be a uh, prescription for something that uh, can be good. So we'll be looking at those numbers, like you say, T-Petty, and, and seeing some spikes. Hopefully not, but... Uh, yeah, they're trying to, to fill it up there in the uh, the Hard Rock Stadium. Okay, Drees, you have a choice between push, P-U-S-H, and ring, R-I-N-G. Let's go with that push. Push. The National Park Service is reopening parks. They are reminding people to not, in the case of a bear attack, to push their slower friends to the ground while running away from a bear if they are attacked by the bear. They said you should move slowly <laughs> and move from side to side to try to, you know, like to deceive the bear. They said do not run and do not push down your slower friends. So your thoughts on that? And would you push either me or T-Petty down if a bear was chasing us, yes or no? All right, first of all, I would never push you or T-Petty down no matter what was chasing us. And then my Second point, if your friend is slower than you, there's no need to push them down <laughs> because the bear is going to get the slowest person. So you actually probably want that person to stay up anyway to distract the bear while you get away. So if that's the slowest person, you ain't got to push them down. So and and then my third thing is like, what kind of warning is this? A 2020 warning, I guess. What, what kind of warning is this? Like, so you mean to tell me? that you're going to put out this warning, like, all right, we're opening this back up, and this bear's there, and obviously they chase people. And you start out the warning with, 
just don't push your friends down. It's almost like a foregone conclusion that a bear is going to eat half your party right there. So, like, why would I want to go to a place like that when that's the beginning of the warning? Mm-hmm. T. Petty, we talked about it. They opening these parks up. People should stay out of these parks. But they diddy bopping, as you say, diddy bopping their asses back into the parks. That sounds like a warning to me. It's like a 50-50 shot that your ass might get attacked. Drees is on to something. Um, your thoughts on A, them telling people not to push down their slow friends, and B, would you push me or Drees out of the way if we was being attacked by a bear, hypothetically speaking, of course? Well, no, I wouldn't because I wouldn't be there, hypothetically speaking, to push you or Drees out. <laughs> That's true. I don't know That's how true. I feel about That's nature. True, Why would I be anywhere where I'm near a bear of any sort? Absolutely not. So, no, I wouldn't push you down because your girl wouldn't be there. So that's number one. Number two, I mean, warn, not warn. They're going to go into these parks and they're going to do what they always do, which is not follow the rules. Somebody going to end up getting mauled. They're going to try to kill the bear for being a bear. Like you went to the bear's house and then you got mad because he did what a bear does. So that's all that's going to happen. And I honestly cannot feel sorry for people who mess around with nature and then end up getting natured like you get what you get mm-hmm. totally with you totally with you yeah people y'all better stay out the park because them bears they hungry and people ain't been leaving their trash and their food and stuff and they 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 out to eat so they might eat a person they don't give a damn meat is meat so stay your asses at home okay t petty you have a choice between ring or finger Ring, R-I-N-G, or finger, F-I-N-G-E-R. I'm so tired of you. You set me up. I will go with ring. Ring. The phrase dead ringer comes from olden times when they would put a bell in a coffin. They didn't have the technology to officially know if someone was dead. So sometimes they would put a person in a coffin, but they wouldn't be dead. They would ring the bell so that the undertaker or, God forbid, someone in attendant at the cemetery would hear the bell, open the coffin, and get the person out. A woman in Detroit had CPR administered for a half hour. She was declared dead. Took her body to the undertaker, the uh, funeral home, and she woke up in the funeral home and she was alive. They had to come and take her back to the hospital. Your th- what would be the, le- the level of terror if you were a mortuary science person, an undertaker, somebody that worked at the funeral home, and you discovered somebody that you thought was dead, alive, up in the funeral home? I would quit on the spot. I wouldn't even say anything. Just pack my stuff up in my locker, walk out, change my number. Don't ever contact me again in your black ass life. That's number one. Number two, I keep telling y'all from Michigan natives, we some riders. You think we down for the count and then bam, there we are again. So let that serve as a warning to y'all. Do not mess with us. We don't play around. You think we dead? 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes plus the time it took to get the body, well, not the body, to get the woman to the funeral home. What they thought was a body. Right, and then she in there just, you know, 
getting her oxygen levels back up or whatever happens when you reanimate. And then next thing you know, poof out. So don't count us out because you never can. Adrice mm, mm, mm. dead ringer, the bell in the coffin. But also when they say somebody looks exactly like somebody else, they say that person is a dead ringer for so-and-so. Your thought about this dead ringer in Michigan? All right, no, I'm, I'm gonna do something that I, I, I normally never do, and that is correct you because you said that they didn't have the technology then to know if a person was dead or not. The technology was the bail, that was their technology, <laughs> and and that technology worked, it, it worked well. Now, you think about us today, and we say we got all this advanced technology. And all these things, all these like computers and things that you can do, listen to heart, you can scan people, you can do whatever you can do. But somehow this woman made it to a funeral home and then none of that technology touched her to see if she was alive. That she just went straight to the funeral home. Ain't nobody think to use that technology. And then the other thing with technology is like supposed to make life better. And if it can't even determine whether a person is dead or not, then that's a that's a useless technology. I'd rather go back to the bell. That seems like a, a, a more technological advancement. And the other thing I'll say this too is we got kids who can't even go to school because they can't get computers. So technology is useless. It's useless. So the bell is probably the smartest technology out there. We probably need to go back to that. Mm. So when I read this story, this reminded me of one of those episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Moses Gunn, the older black actor, I think he's passed on now. He played an undertaker and his grandson was working with him at the funeral home. The um, grandson ordered a coffin that was too small. So what happened was the grandson wound up dying and he was too tall for the coffin. The black grandfather cut the legs off of the grandson, but he had a pair of Air Jordans. So the grandfather was on the stairs and the Air Jordans at the top of the stairs kicked the grandfather down the stairs and killed the grandfather. And the crib keeper came back on and said, they wasn't Air Jordans, they were Scare Jordans. That is the craziest story I've ever heard. That shit had me dying. You have to look look for it. Google it. Scare Jordan's tale from the crypt. That shit is absolutely positive. Wow. Okay. All right, Drees, you're up. You got a choice between chicken or nuggets. Oh, you know, I'm just going straight for the chicken. All right, chicken. KFC is canceling their finger licking good campaign. Why? Because of COVID-19. <laughs> Your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, COVID is changing everything. You mean to tell me you can't lick your fingers no more, your own fingers. They're and that's discouraging like, it. They're discouraging it. Wow. That is, um, you know, it's probably way overdue. <laughs> like, you, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be up there licking your fingers. <laughs> After eating some chicken like that, and so it's probably way overdue. I understand why they're doing it, but like COVID has really changed the world. Mm, mm, mm. T. Patty, they said, "Don't finger looking good." That campaign is out. What you think about that? You can't tell me I can't lick my own fingers if I want to. 
I can lick whatever I want to. Shut up. But I can do what I want. How are you going to stop me from licking my own fingers? Well, then, Let us live. Let us live. Maybe we can just hold on to the nostalgia of the times when it was okay for us to lick our fingers after we ate something good out in public. Damn. I, I feel them. I feel I feel the discouragement of the campaign. Like people gonna do whatever they want to do. You know, they probably got the dining rooms closed. But say the dining room was open, somebody asked for some napkins, or they licked their fingers and then they touched, you know, stuff. And then you know, viruses is floating around. And I'm saying that I don't think a KFC is at the top of the list in terms of deep cleaning as far as restaurants <laughs> is concerned. So and I that's totally, for under- sure. I totally understand the spirit of what they're saying as far as canceling the campaign, but. You know it's going to be some finger lickers out there anyway. All right. <laughs> T. Petty, we down to our last two. You have a choice between nuggets or flakes. F-L-A-K-E-S. Mm. All right. Give me flakes. Flakes. In Denmark, there was a massive malfunction at a chocolate and cocoa factory. Chocolate uh, powder rained over like a two mile radius from this chocolate factory. They said when it came down, it looked like chocolate snow. It landed everywhere on houses, cars, the ground, the whole nine yards. Your thoughts on you going out to your car, let's just say it's white and it's covered with these chocolate flakes that's raining from the sky from this chocolate factory. I fail to see how that's a malfunction. It seems like a blessing from Black Jesus to me. What's the problem? It's just cocoa. It's not It's not like the chocolate, like milk chocolate. I don't it's care. Like- cocoa makes chocolate. Go out there with a cup, collect it, and go on about your business. That just sounds lovely. Okay. I don't understand what the problem is. Okay. Okay. I understand that. Idris, cocoa is falling from the sky like flakes like snow in uh, Denmark. What do you think? I think it's okay. You just can't lick your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, Drees, last story. Nuggets. You ready for this? I'm ready. In an effort to increase slumping sales. Remember we said when uh, this is at McDonald's now. So we said when the dollar menu uh, sales go up, the economy is going down. In an effort to increase slumping sales for the first time ever, McDonald's is introducing spicy chicken McNuggets beginning September 16th. Would you buy them? And what's your favorite kind of sauce? All right. First of all, I got to say, I I think this is a partnership. This is a partnership between McDonald's and Charmin Toilet Tissue. Because as soon as you eat them red hot nuggets, you, they're gonna run straight through you. So I think they done teamed up, and they about this this next quarter is gonna be off the chain. They both gonna be like really paid. And um, you know, my favorite like um, chicken nuggets is like I always stick with the barbecue sauce. I was, it's like it's it's a standard. I stick with the barbecue sauce, and it's just regular nuggets is like already like not that good for you. I can't imagine eating spicy nuggets from McDonald's. Mm, mm, mm. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, T. Patty, we know that you are a culinary expert. Dare I say a culinary snob. Would you eat spicy nuggets from McDonald's? And what is your favorite sauce? So I prefer my nuggets from, um, what do you call them? 
from Wendy's. Shut up, Idris. I know how you feel about Wendy's. They mascot is an adopted girl. Like how you how you had that for what a mascot? Do have, what do you have against adopted children, sir? That's that. No, I don't have anything against adopted children. It's just like they shouldn't be mascots. We gonna move on. I know that's your thing. We gonna move on. So I have been known to eat McDonald's chicken nuggets from time to time, and my favorite sauce was honey. Because y'all know I don't really like spicy stuff like that. I'm spicy enough. I don't need spice in my food. Would I try a spicy chicken nugget from McDonald's? Probably because it ain't going to be that spicy anyway. It's McDonald's. How spicy could it be? Mm. They're probably going to just put some paprika on it and say that's spicy. So, I mean, I would try it. Because they came up with my favorite fries. So, how hard could it be? I'll give them a shot. Why not? Okay. Okay. All right. I will try the spicy nuggets and uh, I am a sweet and sour type guy. So hopefully these nuggets will not be too spicy and my, you know, sweet and sour sauce will not be too caliente, but um, yeah, uh, they are coming out with the spicy nuggets, trying to pump up those sales. Okay. Y'all we're going to go to break, but before we do, we are just going to give a, a shout out uh, to everybody in uh, California battling and dealing with the wildfires. The last time we talked, there was only 20,000 acres that had burned. Right now, this is the largest wildfire in California history. 1.2 million acres burned and counting. So we want to uh, give blessings to everybody that's in harm's way and uh, say thank you to all the firefighters that are out there dealing with that. And also uh, folks uh, in uh, Texas and Louisiana, they're looking at a one-two punch. Uh, Hurricanes Laura and Marco are uh, looking to hit land uh, in the Gulf Coast there uh, on the Texas-Louisiana border. So we want to give our prayers up to them. And as soon as we uh, have some relief funds that will obviously be set up, we'll go ahead and include the, that information uh, in our um, episode description. You guys got any quick thoughts on either the wildfires or the hurricanes that are taking place uh, this summer right now and uh, fires in California and the hurricanes in Louisiana and Texas? Steve, Eddie? Uh, yeah, so um, it's scary times, scary times, because we know that there is no federal help forthcoming. So the fires in California, um, people have had to evacuate um, homes, businesses, wildlife, wild like nature just being destroyed. It, it's a terrible, terrible thing to behold. So everybody, please stay safe. Um, I would like to say one of the things that's exacerbating these fires is there is a shortage of firefighters. And why, why do you ask? It's because California employs slave labor in the form of prisoners to fight fires where they make um, cents per day when they're going out and risking their lives, just like uh, civilian firefighters. Then after they're released from prison, they can't get hired for the jobs that they've been doing when they were at when they were prisoners however wow there is a shortage because uh due to the rona prisoners a lot of uh, non-violent offenders and others have been released um due to the threat of the rona so they do not have enough slave labor at uh, on hand for them to tap to force into service so that's another reason why these fires have been uh raging although they are starting to be contained so 
It's a perfect storm of a whole lot of stuff happening at the same time as it relates to the California fires. For these hurricanes that are barreling toward the Gulf Coast, um, it's also scary. Laura is projected to be a Category 4 once she makes landfall over the next day or so. Again, no federal response will be forthcoming. Uh, Mango Mussolini and his band of merry white supremacists have already said they are not going to cancel, postpone, reschedule, anything that has to do with the RNC. So while he's preaching all his foolishness, um, millions of people will be in harm's way as a result of these hurricanes that are coming toward the coast. So everybody, please. If you can evacuate, if you cannot, please get to somewhere safe. Uh, make sure you stock up on your supplies if you can and be as, as safe as you can. Scary times. Absolutely. Dries, your thoughts uh, quickly on the uh, earthquakes uh, and the fires uh, taking place. Uh, again, earthquakes, uh, or excuse me, not earthquakes, my apologies, Fire, uh, wildfires in California and the hurricanes in Louisiana and Texas. You know, I was on a phone with some folks um, from California who had family that was dealing with the um, the wildfires, and we were just talking about it. And T. Petty, you're right; it's so much going on in the world. Like, you know, we're talking about you know people are worried about like you know systemic racism, social injustice, um, COVID nineteen, um, the wealth gap, all that. And, like, you tend to kind of take your eye off climate change for a minute, and then like wildfires, like just are just ravaging the land. So it's, it's so much going on right now and you don't know which way to look or where it's going to come next. And when it comes to like the, um, the hurricane, you know, like I said, it's, it's a category four and they were, you know, just thinking about the storm surge that can happen from that. It's almost, I heard someone describe it as unsurvivable. Like that, you know, if a category four, if it actually hits direct, and the storm surge from that is unsurvivable. Like that, that, that's how bad it is. So it is um, lots of stuff that's happening. We can't forget about the climate and the earth because, you know, it it's just affects so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, prayers out, love out to all my family in California and the human family in California and worldwide, but also uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, with uh, family and friends, family uh, out there in Texas and Louisiana. And our hearts go out to them. And again, if we hear of any uh, relief uh, efforts that take place, we'll go ahead and post that up in the episode description. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we are. We will ask you to follow our social media channels. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the Digital Gumbo, and uh, you can email the show thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Got some great uh, feedback uh, from some folks this week. Thank you so much. And coming soon, the Digital Gumbo website, thedigitalgumbo.com, thedigitalgumbo.com. Looking forward to interacting with you guys uh, in the weeks and months ahead on the new uh, under construction Digital Gumbo website. So my girl, the pipe down, need it right now. Lately, I've been going to the lights out. Got my face up and my eyes down. Shorty, now you know what this is like now Now I got a big drop top and I'm rolling And I told my girl I'ma be up till the morning all right, so we had come on and, you know, we uh, put this uh, show together and we pretty much know what we're going to talk about, but some late breaking news today. Um, NBA games uh, were canceled today, uh, Wednesday, August 26th. 
Um, this in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Jacob Blake uh, was a, a black man who was tasered and shot in the back seven times in Kenosha, Wisconsin by police. Uh, he is currently paralyzed and doctors uh, do not uh, know what his prognosis will be uh, if the paralysis is permanent or if the paralysis is temporary. Uh, we just don't know at this point, but uh, it's really enough is enough. And uh, folks are demanding justice for Jacob Blake uh, as we are here and stand in support of him here at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. T. Patty, take the floor. Just your thoughts on, um, you know, just want to ravel in Kenosha uh, this past week and then obviously the canceling of uh, the games uh, by the NBA in response uh, to that shooting. Well, um, I feel like you could just, and I think I said this before too, you could just rewind our comments from any of the other shootings that happened of unarmed black men and women across this country. I believe since uh, George Floyd, there have been 31 just unarmed men because, you know, ain't nobody thinking about really unarmed black women who are also victims of police brutality. So that's 30 some people shot, some killed, some not in less than three months. Um, I am experiencing yet another week where I wish I could call in black, I'm tired and exhausted um, by all of this. Thank God Jacob Blake is still alive, although the, the cost to him physically, his psyche, the psyches of his children who witnessed the police shooting their father in the back seven times. I, uh, it's, it's hard to calculate. I don't know that we can calculate it. I would like to say, um, my, my, my hat goes off to the players of the NBA. The NBA did not just decide to cancel the games. The players basically went on strike and said they weren't playing. So the NBA had no choice. Um, and I also would like to say the WNBA, which has really been leading the way in terms of social justice, also boycotted games. And I believe the MLB um, players are boycotting games as well. So the work continues. Um, it continues to feel more like a movement than a moment, but the movement is so slow. And I don't know how long white America expects black people to keep being patient. Yeah, totally, totally I, understand. I, just, I don't, I don't really even know what to say. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm exhausted. I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you. Totally understand. And um, yeah, that, that's an important point that I didn't bring up uh, in addressing the story. Uh, Jacob Blake was shot, uh, you know, while going into his vehicle and his children were in that vehicle and witnessed that. Uh, that is going to be uh, some hellified uh, post-traumatic stress disorder that those babies are going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives. Uh, that's not uh, stretching the truth in any way, shape or form. Dries, your thoughts on, uh, on Jacob Blake, uh, his shooting and uh, the players uh, sort of, uh, you know, boycotting the games uh, today um, as a direct result of uh, their thoughts uh, and, you know, movement towards social change in America following uh, Jacob Blake's shooting in Wisconsin. I'll start with the players first. And I just want to say hats off to them for like, you know, standing up and kind of bringing attention 
um, to this issue and, you know, um, what we're facing in this country is, is everybody's um, problem. And it's going to take everybody to fix it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to, I think it was Kenny Smith, who um, walked out um, in solidarity with the players as well. Um, so it, it takes everybody doing their part um, as well, not just players, but we should all be thinking about what can we do um, with what we have in order to change things. So everybody's got to do their part. The other thing that I want to um, highlight um, about the, the shooting and just the community of Kenosha, um, you know, your heart feels so heavy, you know, when you when you hear about the shooting, what took place. But then, you know, you think you can't, it can't get worse or the, the things, you know, you hear this other news that comes out just, um, you know, just the other day that there was a shooting of protesters in Kenosha. So it was a 70-year-old um, guy who was an ex-police cadet who actually uh, went to the protest with an assault rifle and ended up shooting people there. And he talked to the police beforehand and he talked to the police after the shooting. And they've even had videos of, I'm not sure if this if it's the same person, but another person carrying an assault rifle, walking down the street, shooting. And the police didn't respond. Um, they didn't shoot the guy. Like they, they, you know, and so when you hear all of this together, it's almost too much. So you, you kind of understand, you know, why players are walking out and, and folks are just like, this just fed up with it. It's just too much. So it's, it's so much going on with that. And it's story after story and the stories get worse. Totally understand, bro. Uh, so let me break it down first. Um, you know, in terms of these riots, uh, T. Petty, you have advocated for, and, you know, I wasn't a proponent of violence, but I really don't give a damn about any material stuff or these stores or, or anything like that. Um, as uh, I forget who said it, but riots are the language of the unheard. And there will continue to be riots and America will continue to burn until the other side uh, sort of wakes up and uh, really sees what's going on. And one, we're asking for the end of systemic racism. And two, we're asking for equality. Until those two things happen, shit's going to continue to get broke up, going to continue to be burned down, and material things and, and money don't mean anything at this point. Uh, 400 years, the deck has been stacked against us, and we've not been getting a fair shake, so we're going to see uh, what's happening with that. Two, in terms of the NBA players, do applaud them, and they have all the leverage at this point. So the way the NBA works is you get most of your salary money during the regular season. They didn't got all them regular season checks, so it's really this penny ante. 100,000, 200,000, maybe 500,000, up to a million dollar bonus that you might get if you win the championship. But essentially, the players that's in the bubble right now and got paid for the season. So, this is just bonus money at this point. I would not be uh, sad or upset in any way, shape, or form if they just picked up and walked out. And I know Adam Silver is the great commissioner, and I know not all of the players feel that way, but. When you got the big dogs like LeBron James and others leading the way and, you know, may uh, be able just to go ahead and walk away, they'll shut that bubble down and, and those things will happen. So we'll see what happens with that. I also want to touch base uh, and say uh, our heart goes out to the family of Trayford Pellerin in Lafayette, Louisiana, who was gunned down uh, and killed by police as well. There'll be an, uh, an ongoing uh, 
investigation and, and that um, sort of a scenario. They say he had a knife uh, approach the convenience store. I don't have all the facts on that and neither do the police uh, for that matter, but he was shot and killed um, also uh, under very questionable circumstances. So as you say, T. Petty, uh, those types of things and incidents continue to happen in America. Um, you guys want to go ahead? Let's go ahead and uh, switch up. We were going to talk about originally a recap of the DNC. We were watching the DNC happen before our eyes the last episode. Now it has happened and Joe Biden has accepted the nomination for the, the Democratic nom uh, nominee for president of the United States. And uh, Kamala Harris has also accepted the vice uh, presidential nod. So address your thoughts on the recap on the DNC, what you thought, where we go from here. I thought they did a great job in just showcasing um, the diversity of America and, and true American strength kind of lies in our diversity. And so they did a good job in kind of showcasing that and putting that up there. Um, also think they did a good job speaking to lots of different people about um, really what we have to do is the, you know, reclaim the soul of this country, like of what it, you know, really stands for. Are we going to be a true multicultural democracy? And if we're going to be better as a country, if we're going to, um, you know, live up to all those things that we said um, that makes this country great, then we're going to have to kind of really live it. We're going to have to embrace it. And so I think they did a good job um, painting that image. Um, I do want to say as well that I've been checking out the um, Republican National Convention as well because I wanted to see how they were kind of painting it. Um, you know, America and kind of what they would do. And um, that first night was a lot of um, fear. And it was about stoking fear of the other, of kind of like being kind of hard and coarse um, in a sense. And then that other night was really more so about kind of giving folks per permission to vote for, you know, Cheeto 45 and kind of glossing over and saying, it's not as bad as you think. So that was a, a little disturbing as well. So you have to look at both of those together, the DNC and the RNC. Gotcha, gotcha, totally agree. Now, T. Patty, before we kick it over to you for a DNC recap, I did stumble upon the RNC the other night and my hearing is fucked up because that Kimberly Guyfold was just shouting <laughs> at the top of her lungs. I mean, I understand delivering a rah-rah and passion speech, sports or non-sports, or, you know, even if you're a public speaker or a motivational speaker, but goddamn, she was shouting. So your thoughts on the uh, DNC recap, and if you happen to catch Kim, uh, Kimberly Guyfoyle's speech, I think she needs to be checked. Uh, to, maybe she's hard of hearing. I don't know. Your thoughts, T. Petty. Okay, DNC recap first. Um, you know, in our in a few of our group chats, our our uh, DG group chat, and then we have one a wider one with our friends. Um, I, we were saying that the contrast between the DNC in terms of how they executed it was really, really top notch. I have to hand it to them. To pull something off like that um, was really, really impressive. Like weaving in the pre-recorded spots with with the live interactions, the host that they picked. Although 
I did not care for uh, what's her name the last night. Julia Louis Dreyfus didn't care for that at all. Um, but overall, a really, really nice job. They did a wonderful job showcasing the uh, diversity that we value. Um, all kinds of people. I think one of the top uh, segments that really, really touched people was the young man, Braden, um, who stutters. And he stood flat-footed in front of that camera and read his speech. And that was just, um, that was a really inspiring moment. You can contrast that with uh, Mango Mussolini, who makes fun of people who are different. So it was just a study in contrast that we knew would be coming uh, with this week. Of course, the historical moment with uh, Kamala Harris accepting the vice presidential uh, nomination for the Democratic Party. Um, although she was not my choice for president or for vice president, I am extremely proud and happy that she um, is now the first black nominee, uh, first fem black female nominee of a major party in this country. And I would like to know, I don't know if we can get stats on this, but I would like to know how the Google search soared for Divine Nine when she gave her acceptance speech, because you know why people don't know what that is. Oh, I, I thought she was about to bust out with a ski wee. <laughs> I know there's like, is that grape juice? Is that grape? What is that? Well, is that when she was running for president, a white female reporter went to one of her rallies, and of course it was filled with AKAs who were doing their patented ski wee, and she's characterize it as screeching and promptly got dragged all over Al Gore's internet because she had no idea what she was talking about. So um, it was really, really well done. Contrast that with the RNC, which I have not been able to stomach. And now I know normally y'all know I watch both conventions because I think it's important to be informed and see what the other side is saying even if I don't agree with anything, but I just cannot watch the propaganda, the racism, the foolishness, the continued violations of the Hatch Act, all of that. I can't do it. But Kimberly Gargoyle, <laughs> that broad, <That's> so <laughs> she hooped and hollered at the top of her lungs for however long her speech went on, she looked like she was gone off of something. I don't know what. If I was sleeping with Donald Trump Jr., I would be gone off of something all the time, too. But you know what struck me, other than the lies and the foolishness, was her saying that both of her parents were from Puerto Rico and she was a first-generation American. Fool, no, you not. Puerto Rico is part of America. America. Now you know she's dumb, but she knows that. But they, yeah. now their fearless leader doesn't know it because his ignorance is boundless. His stupidity has no bottom. So instead of them saying anything to contradict him or get him upset, they go along with his every word, no matter how ridiculous and stupid and unfactual it is and you know that girl knows that puerto rico is part of america but she did not want to make that mound of shit upset so she said that she was a first generation american like girl american girl sit down and another thing daniel cameron spoke last night 
He is the attorney general in Kentucky who still has not brought charges against the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor. And he had the nerve to stand up there and mention her name in passing. I just, when I saw him, the headlines today, it made me so mad. But you know, you can't trust a black man whose face is ashy and whose hairline is crooked. Mm-hmm. And that, I will die on that hill, and he's one of them. Plus, his voice is all treble and no bass, and you also can't trust a man like that either. Mm-hmm. Totally understand, totally agree. All <laughs> right, listen, we're going we gonna to wrap it up, right? So we've been talking about the DNC and the RNC, but the whole thing is, and we've been saying this for a minute, it's all about the votes. Let me share some quick tips from Rock the Vote. Dot org, and we will go ahead and put this in the episode description, and then I'll kick it to y'all for y'all final thoughts. One, vote early in person. That's what they're saying. Uh, they say if you use a ballot, use a ballot drop box, and use the ballot drop box so it should be locked at your board of elections. Um, they're saying also for your neighbors, organize a trusted community ballot collection. That way that person can drive those ballots to your board of elections and deposit them into that drop box. And again, they say, if you are going to send your ballot, send it as early as possible. So you got to register and either vote in person, use a ballot drop box, organize your community for somebody to get those ballots to the locked drop box at your board of election. And finally, if you're going to do the ballot on your own, get it back as early as possible. So they out here saying that really, uh, real election day is October 1st. They move in the sorter machines at the post offices. When is the last time you saw them move a fucking blue mailbox ever in your life? They have actually that out of the paint. And uh, again, I'm saying real election day is October 1st. You want to avoid all that bullshit November 3rd at the polls. So uh, real quickly, T. Petty, your thoughts uh, on this uh, fixes in as far as this mail system is concerned and, and what people need to do to, to get that vote get that vote in. So in the interest of time, we did not talk about Louis DeJoy and his uh, performance of, in front of the Senate and House committees, but we need to talk about that next week. That deserves its own segment. So mm-hmm. listen, y'all, come up with your plan and execute on your plan. Now, I do want to say one thing about the Rock the Vote, um, that that second thing about organizing somebody to take your ballot to a collection box. You need to read the laws of your state to see if that is allowed. Some states do not allow other people to drop your ballot into um, a drop box. So you need to check the laws in your state and make sure that you can have other people um, actually drop your ballot in. If you cannot, then get your nephew, your son, whoever, to drive you to the polls and help steady your hand as you drop your ballot into that ballot box because we don't want any type of shenanigans. Absolutely. Um, Very good point. That's a very good point. I, I mean, my number one method is to take your ballot to the board of elections or to a secure ballot box do that if you can't do that then mail it in mail it in as soon as you get it um don't wait to fill it out fill it out as soon as you get it take a picture of it um because those all have time stamps and mail it back asexually um and see what efforts you can support either 
driving people to the polls on election day, if there are people that are still doing that, targeting um, vulnerable Republicans in in swing states. Um, it's going to take all hands on deck and it's going to take all these efforts together in order for us to overcome the usual voter suppression on top of this extra these extra levels that are being ratcheted up and then we also need to have a plan on what's going to happen when mango mussolini loses both the popular and the electoral college vote and decides that he's not leaving the white house so we should probably talk about that next week too absolutely absolutely drees uh uh t petty makes some good points uh, you got to remember to sign your ballot. Make sure you sign your ballot. Shit, if you don't sign your tax return, they only send it back to you or you might get audited. But literally vote or die 2020. That's what's going on. Also, Drees, we're sports fans. Not only National Stadium in Washington, D.C., but Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. They have uh, opened themselves up and will serve as super voting centers for November 3rd. So your thoughts about getting this vote out and, and what needs to happen in these next uh, less than 10 weeks now before the general election on November 3rd? Man, it is simple. Just vote. Um, you know, T. Petty did a good job laying it out. Uh, Nook did a good job laying out the different ways that you can vote and make sure your vote counts, but you got to vote. You know, when they were doing the polls and talking about like, you know, Biden has a lead of like whatever points, you know, but if you look at that, that means, you know, Cheeto 45 going to get at least 40 percent of the vote off the rip. That's just guaranteed. He's going to get 40, 40 odd percent of the vote. And he just fighting for the little extra piece. So that I already tell you right there that is people going to be voting for him. So this thing is not like a, a slam dunk. Um, it's not over. This is like the fight of our lives, and we got to get out and vote. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll put some uh, links to uh, rockthevote.org and also something called Anti-Racism Daily as well. They have uh, something and uh, going back uh, and visiting uh, the deaths of uh, Jacob Blake and uh, uh, Trayford Pellerin. They have some links, and you can get some stuff in your uh, inbox uh, every day that gives you a daily newsletter at antiracismdaily.com, antiracismdaily.com. All right, y'all, that's what's happening stateside. So listen, y'all blowing up. We blowing up. We got followers in the Czech Republic. Shout out to everybody in Prague. And shout, shout out to Dominic Hasek and Yaramir Jagr, two of my yeah. favorite hockey players of all time, two of the greatest hockey players of all time. And we also blowing up and tracking and trending in Britain, London, uh, Tottenham, all what? the hams, Oxford, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, all <laughs> the hams. I like ham. Liverpool, all the places. So look, you know, the digital gumbo is going worldwide. So we appreciate y'all listening. And um, we we definitely uh, appreciate you checking us out. We'll definitely uh, tag you guys uh, on our social media channels as well. Again, we're at the digital gumbo on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. And coming soon, that Digital Gumbo website, thedigitalgumbo.com. T. Petty, your final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, so uh, our friends in Louisiana and Texas and anywhere in the Gulf Coast, please be careful. Please be careful. Um, do whatever you can to get to safety and higher ground. We'll be thinking about you, praying for you. Our friends in California, whew, again, be careful. 
And for everybody who is fighting for racial justice across this fuck ass country, we stand in solidarity. We are supporting, we are giving our dollars, we are marching, we are with y'all all the way. So we're not just sitting back here talking about it, we are about it. So y'all find joy wherever you can because this is trash. I hear that. I hear that. Drees, the final words this week is up to you, man. What you say? I want to second everything that T-Petty said, but I also want to give a shout out to a very unrecognized group of people. Um, So normally all the kids will be going back to school this week or next week within the next two weeks. And parents would be like celebrating. We would be dancing in the street, like school back, the school start. They about to go get out of here. You got to leave. But now these kids ain't going nowhere. They're going to be right here at home. So I'm giving a uh, shout out to all the parents of kids who ain't going back to school. I'm going to have a drink for you. You have a drink for me. I hear that. I know what you what you got, bro, over there, bourbon. I got everything. I I, I had to stock up this week. <laughs> okay, I'm, I might have to stop by for a socially a distant back to school drink then with you, you know. And uh, we'll go ahead and rock it from there. Hey, you've been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to y'all. We out. We out. Peace. Thank y'all. All right, peace. Remember when there were no MP3s but CDs? Didn't care about germs, no concern of disease. Streetlights came on, we high five then we leave. Back in the days, it wasn't so hard to believe that I would wake up as the Black Power Ranger. Never scared of danger, snapping my fingers to the beat of my drum. Became addicted to fun, we would fight with our hands. Never needed a gun. We